Yo, welcome to another edition of Two Shots in a Brew, the podcast. Today we have a Mother's Day edition, and we hanging with our moms. Of course, I'm in the building. Yeah, you got Harvey in the building. Yeah, Chris here too. Yeah, and uh, like I said, it's going to be a little bit different. I hope you guys like it. We're talking to moms about all different kinds of things, talking about them growing up, technology, excuse me, technology changes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just how they feel about the world. Just how to be a good mother. That's right. And uh, for all you ladies who, who are trying to aspire to be good moms, I hope you're listening to this. That's right. We need you mothers to be good moms. That's right. And above all, happy Mother's Day. Yeah. Mothers. Yeah, what Chris said. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Two Shots in a Brew. It's your man T. Fitch, and I have a lot of people with me today. First, yeah. let me intru- introduce my normal cast. What's up? It's Harv in the building. How's it going? It's Chris. All right, and t- since it's Mother's Day, we decided to have mothers join us today. So uh, it's going to be a real fun podcast. This is the uh, special Mother's Day edition. That's right, special Mother's Day edition. Uh, mothers will start to the left of me, which will be my mother. You want to introduce yourself? Yes, I'm Veronica. I'm Teron's mom. You gotta speak up. <laughs> Boy, why do you have to get like this? <laughs> no, just just yes, speak a little jet. louder. Yes, I'm jet. Veronica. I'm Teron's mom. There you go. I'm Tamika. I'm Harvey's sister. I'm Rosalind. I'm Harvey's mother. All right, so today we're gonna have a, a podcast just talking to our mothers. Um, it's not gonna be so much the normal cast. But just kind of getting a feel for, you know, what it was like growing up and a few other things. Yeah, we're going to keep it decent. Yeah. It might be a little PG-13. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely the PG-13 uh, yeah. version of the podcast in comparison to the past. But um, yeah. I think that's to be expected. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A little less ratchet. You know, we try to make sure we put respect on their name. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> respect oh, on their name. Oh, that was so funny. That's... All trio. Who is the guy that kept on saying? That was Birdman. Yeah, that was Birdman. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Is he funny? No. Oh, gosh. I heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> News, but, but, I but you all have right, to see right. the cartoon. We, we'll, 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 get into, we'll get into that. We'll get into, we'll, yeah. We probably won't get into that. No, we'll I'll show y'all the clip. So you can kind of understand the reference. All right, so um, the first thing I wanted to touch on was just overall what it was like for you ladies growing up. Now, obviously, you know, we all have age differences. and um, Which we're not going to put out there. Of course not. Yeah. Yes. I mean, there are mothers. That, that says everything. Right, yeah. exactly. You know, everyone that listens to us knows... How old we are. So, True, yeah. um, so we'll start with you, Miss Ross. Oh. There you go. <laughs> On the spot, baby. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you want to know? <laughs> just generally, give it. Give us just a general synopsis of what what your childhood was like growing up, and you know, especially when you think back to where you are now and think about where you were then. And growing up in North Philly. How about that? We all grew up. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't grow up in North Philly. I grew I grew up in West Oak Lane. Oh yeah, that's what we're gonna go with. That's what that's what we're going with. Okay, that's what we're going with. Okay. That's what we're going with. But, but just think, cheers but, to that. Thank you. <laughs> when when well, you was younger, when you was like seven or eight, where'd you live? Oh, seven or eight. <laughs> you were like seven or eight years old. Seven or eight live? years old. I lived in the village. Where's the village for all Twenty seventh in York. Twenty seventh. Well, first of all, the, the people, most of the people who listen to the podcast have no clue about none of these Philadelphia neighborhoods. Right. right. So that so part, that part's irrelevant. Right. Yeah, yeah, that part's irrelevant. So anyway, growing up, I was one of nine children. Right. Okay. I lived in a house with with uh, eight other bro- siblings, and it was it was okay though. Uh, we we had a good. I had a good childhood. Um. My parents did a lot of things that I didn't particularly care about, but then a lot of a lot of children like that. And when I decided when I had children that I was going to do things different. Okay. And I and that's that was my intentions of raising my children different than the way I was raised. Can you think of like any any particular like just any differences? Yeah, like any well, main differences. I I have a thing about telling my children how much I love them. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's a good thing. That's a very good start, yeah. yeah. I, I love them, and I like touchy-feely. I hug them. I kiss them. Right, very affectionate. I never, very affectionate, yeah. yeah. I never received that as a child, and I missed it. Yeah. Okay. 
That makes sense. Yeah. And I guess being one of nine children, maybe that was the reason. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of hoes and kisses going yeah. on. Yeah. I don't know. Well, where I didn't like, like it. Where did you come in in the nine children? I'm the oldest girl. I'm the second oldest. I have a brother that's older than me. So out of seven children, I mean out of nine children, I'm the second oldest. Okay. Oh. Right. right? So I have a brother older than me, then it was me, and then the rest is under me. Okay. So that's a pretty large family. I know. Yes. All right. So, Ma, you want to go ahead and uh, bring bring your story up to speed? Yes. Because you're also from a large family. Yes, I'm from a family of eight. Okay. And but I was like the... <laughs> I was like the, you the second from the youngest. <laughs> okay. So, well, my older sisters and and I had I'll say it like this I had it was six girls and two boys. Okay. So I was pretty sheltered because. Majority of my siblings was older than than me. Okay. And my dad, my dad, he died when we were young. Mm-hmm. So it was mainly left on my mom to raise us. Okay. But she was a strong woman. Well, that's good. She did not take no bull. Not from her children and not from outsiders. Okay. So, but I don't have any complaints. All right. So the one thing that I noticed just generally from when you guys were growing up compared to now is just the amount of people in a family. Yeah. You know, obviously it's very different now. Neighborhoods was like that. Everybody here. Everybody. Yeah. You had either eight to to 13 children. All the families that lived around you. Yeah. Had families like that. But majority of them came from working fathers and my mother usually stayed home, Mm -hmm. but. But my mom with my father dying when we when I was young, my mom had to do really all the work. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. So and like, see, and my mother didn't mind. work. My father worked. He worked for the city. Yeah, and, I yeah. I think that's a time yeah. like a time era situation. You know, once we hit the eighties, that's kinda when, you know, women became a little bit more independent, started working, yeah. and then by you, by the time you got to the late nineties, women had to work exactly. to be able to maintain a certain level but of household. But to me, that was okay because that's another thing you're saying. The difference between when I grew up and now, mm-hmm. it was like I didn't want to be like my mother. I didn't want to stay home. Mm-hmm. I didn't want you know loving you know having children. That that's fine. I love my children dearly. Mm-hmm. I have three of them, and that's fine. But it was still, I wanted to go to work. I wanted to be a part of the working world. I didn't want to just be in a house. Makes and, sense. You know, no. Yeah. But what I would say about growing up is, even though my mom wanted to work, and she wanted to be part of the workforce, but she always made sure that the hours that she worked, it didn't interfere with being a mother to her kids. So right. because of that, she worked from 11 at night to 7 in the morning. So that she could put us in the bed every night and yes. she could be there when it's time for us to get up to go to school every day. Yes, I did. Which only left her with sleeping for a couple of hours during the day until we got home from school. And then she would sleep sometimes after dinner. Then we would have to wake her up to go to work, which was right. the worst because she hated getting up. <laughs> we I was really, tired. We used to really, like, we used to really be upset having to wake mommy up. Did you pour water like, on her? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> we, all right, so, all right, so now since, all right, Tamika, Harv, you know, this is your mother. Yeah. Let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, how do you think what she has shown you has applied to how you are now today in reference to being adults to me, you have your own child who is also here, but won't say anything. <laughs> yeah, she's on her phone. Yeah, she's. Yeah. she's you know, like how just just briefly touch on how that has affected you. How do you see it? You know, whether you parent in a similar fashion. Absolutely, I do. So I raise my kids the same way how I was raised. 
which is a loving home, lots of hugs, lots of kisses. You know, I'm there for my kids. And when I started working, when I joined the workforce, when I was in early 20s, probably 20 years old, and I made sure that the hours that I worked was conducive to the times that my kids would be in school. So I'm working from seven to four or eight to five, but around those hours so that, you know, I could drop them off, they could be at school, and then I could pick them up and make sure they had breakfast, make sure they had dinner. I put them to bed. So even my work schedule, I don't want to say how old I am. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no you don't have to. <laughs> but, you know what I mean, my whole work experience and career has been around my children as opposed to just, you know, when I'm finding a job, I was sort of career path so that I could be able to be there like how my parents was there and be able to give my kids the same type of love and mm-hmm. afford like buying them things just like how my mom did for us. We didn't have a whole lot of money growing up, but we had so much love. We didn't even realize that we didn't have money. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah that's. I do yeah. think that's a big difference yeah. and we're going to come back to that. Yeah. All right. Now, let me ask Chris, how, how was your, your uh, childhood when you grew up? How was your parents? Uh, grew up in a military family, so we bounced around to a number of places. Dad wasn't around sometimes. He was in Iceland for like two years, stationed over there, so I didn't see him. He actually was in the Philippines when I was born, so wow. he, uh, he, he showed up late to the, late to the party there. Uh, <laughs> he, was, uh, he was doing his job. But um, yeah, we bounced around. Uh, mom, uh, my mom was, I guess, Kind of took care of me for a number of years. It was just me and her. So, so you don't have any siblings? You don't have any siblings? Just me. Oh, oh you're an child. only child. I am. Yeah, join wow. the only child party. Uh, oh, yeah, so is Teron. Yeah, That's I right. mean, yeah, from my well, mother, I'm yes. only child. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that's that's how it worked. So, Dad would work, and Mom took care of me for the most part. She worked jobs, but she, she worked it around my schedule as well. So okay. She 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 negotiated her life to so she could take care of me and dad was the the main I guess breadwinner breadwinner yeah yeah so you know it was funny because you know obviously we're having all all you guys here as a mother's thing but that's kind of the biggest part that I've noticed when it comes to mothers that mothers are always going to make it conducive for their children like the children are always going to be number one now as men. You know, we, we, we're going to probably feel a similar feeling, but it's not going to be the same as like a mother's feeling. So that's, you know, that was the thought process behind this podcast. Just to kind of, you know, I won't say give back, but kind of bring a perspective of where we came from. People listen to us every week right. and they're, they're like, OK, I mean, <laughs> we're not really probably the best. <laughs> we're not the best examples <laughs> in reference to. When you think about how we were raised, but it's good for people to get a feeling of, you know, who we are, where we came from, which is why we're having you guys on the podcast. And let me just say this kind of like, yes and no, because, yeah, obviously, first of all, the fact that we're doing this and we've been doing this podcast, it shows that there is a sense of, uh, not responsibility, but there's a, a creative niche that we were all given, you know what I'm saying? And the fact that we've been able to put this together and stay consistent with it, I think is a testament of pretty much how our parents kind of raised us, you know, to always go after what you want. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, like never settle for anything less than what you want. Mm-hmm. Now, as far as some of the subject matter that we talk about, then obviously that's a reflection on us as individuals and our generation that's and how true. we choose to express ourselves. But I think the fact that we do this, and I think most of our podcasts, you know, do express some, some genuine, I don't want to say intelligence, but some responsibility. And I think that that does. You don't want to say intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Well, because no, you know we we have really random yeah, conversations, yeah, we but do. we do. But I think. Everybody who listens to the podcast is aware that. Yeah. You know, it's called two shots in a brew for a reason we, because. We lower IQ points. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. For all our listeners, but what we do is we present a guy's point of view as as guys had hanging out in a bar setting just having conversation right and that's kind of what we provide for our listeners i'm sure our listeners are fully aware of that now you mentioned one thing you know you 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 reflected on on just our generation so let's let's transition to that because the funniest thing for us uh being younger and um as as my mom calls it 
part of the space age generation, <laughs> meaning that we grew up with computers pretty much our whole lives. So we're pretty computer savvy. Um, there's very few things that we can't figure out. Whereas for you guys, it's a challenge. So, you know, let's just talk about those those technical challenges now that you you ladies are a little bit older, uh, Tamika notwithstanding. No, yeah, yeah. Mika's right along with you guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She, did, I wouldn't put her in this in this boat. Yeah, we got. What you talking about? She said she don't do Instagram. That's perfectly fine. That's like how me and Harv say we not on Snapchat. Well, I do, but I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, I'm not on Snapchat. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, I have Snapchat, but I... Yeah, that's that's hilarious. That tells our age. See, I don't know anything that you just said. Snapchat or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what they're talking about. No, that's perfectly fine. But but I'm sure you guys all have cell phones. But to show you how bad it is between me and my son, he had to get the same phone that I had because I didn't know what the heck my phone did. I understand. I understand. Well, I mean, that that was just a simple, as a son, I'm an only child, you know, from my mother. So I had to find a way to be able to help her when she needs help. And I moved away. So I don't live, you know, in the same city anymore. So obviously, when she's having issues, it made sense for me to get the same phone so I could look at my phone and tell you exactly what to do. Right, yeah, just follow And that too, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I expect Harvey to help me, and we don't have the same phone. <laughs> and I asked him, I asked him things about my phone, and he's like, Mom, I don't know. Let me do it. <laughs> Wait, let me say this, See, though. that's what he used Wait, to have to say all the time. Well, let me say this. I, I will say, though, same thing to you, Mom, specifically, is I have watched you grow as far as your technological education. Because think about the computer. I remember when the computer first came, and you had no idea how to use it. Cut it on, scroll, nothing. Nothing. But now you're able to pay bills online. Yes, I yes, you know, yes, you, I can. you have an email account which I know you don't use. Yes, that's true. You know, you but can you access one. Yeah, but I have one. And you yes. can access it if need be. If push yes. come to shove, you could probably figure it out. Yes. Whereas I think maybe four or five years ago. Forget it. Right. <laughs> it would've just you would end up giving away something. <laughs> something. Right. So what's funny though, with that being said though, are you guys somewhat amazed about think about your childhood? Think about how, the fact that you know, came. Uh, <laughs> you know, TVs. Most TVs were what black and white, oh, wow. right? Oh, wow. You know, big then you had the big standard TV, TV. that yeah, everybody wow. had to watch. You, mean you know, floor mo- the yeah, floor the floor model, model. Right. exactly. And, and you guys exactly. had to take turns. Exactly. They, yes. yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. And they had to wait. You didn't have no remote. Yes. If you had a colorful model. Oh, you yeah. was doing something. You yeah. was doing it. Oh, yeah. 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 You really we made it. We were moving on up. That's right. We were moving on up. That's right. And that's what they had to take turns on watching <laughs> exactly. what programs they wanted to watch because yeah. it was the one TV. Oh, yeah. then, and then when we got Soul Train, we really thought we had hit it. <laughs> What's funny is because I remember back, well, I wasn't around, but... <laughs> I just know there wasn't many channels, I so know. everybody kind of liked the same ten. show. Yeah, it was, it was three, didn't have three, as much variety. Six, but at eleven o'clock, everything went off. Oh yeah, yeah. You had the news, oh, and yeah. then you got the That's little. That's when you had the, little, uh, what was it, the Star Spangled yeah. Banner, and the yeah. Yeah. No, the but you know, you didn't, you didn't see anything else yeah, that after like, that. That's it. Yeah. That was it. TV's done. Nope. Yeah. Time to You had to adjust the antenna. Oh, yeah. You'd be in the middle of the <laughs> <laughs> You got to get that hanger on there. You got the hanger on there. Stick it on the inside. 10-4. 10-4. That's great. Don't forget the 10-4. Everybody had the rabbit ears. Yeah. Wait, what's that difference? For the one movies on Westmont Street, didn't we have, like, flyers? For the uh, <laughs> oh yeah, the tennis channel. Yeah, for, uh, yeah. Yes, for the, because, for the yeah, yeah, because back yeah. then you had you had you you was it UHF yeah. UHF and VHF. And that was, that was right. 17, 29, 47. 40, and fifty seven. Well, what's funny? Well, it's funny, y'all. Y'all keep it very local right now. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. You're just telling our channel. If you live in Cleveland, your channels might have been different. Oh, the same yeah. thing in Baltimore. Yeah, no. okay. Okay. Baltimore. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Baltimore. It's an East Coast thing. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, but now when you think about TV, you guys turn on the TV, you turn on cable, you got about 80 different channels that you can watch. And are we paying for it? 
Yes. Oh, yes. well, yeah, of course you're going to pay you for know it. A thousand times. Want to hear something funny? Oh. Do you know what my favorite thing is to watch? The antenna station. And that's with the black and white movies and the black and white shoes. Hmm. Never even heard of that. Got to write yeah. that down. Yeah. Antenna. The yeah, antenna. They play with Andy Griffin. It's Andy and, uh, Griffin. It's all those shows that I, I used to watch that was <laughs> on. Yes. Yeah. And that is my favorite station to watch. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Which is funny, because yeah, out of yeah. 100 stations, you watch, what, three of them, maybe? Yes. <laughs> three or four. <laughs> That's really interesting. And think about phones. Back then, you had the rotary oh, phone. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that, that. You now, know, you didn't have a push the, button phone. When they came with the push button, that was a blessing. Oh, yeah. That rotary. Oh, the rotary took the birds. Birds. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. That. I couldn't stand Your that. Your dad was telling phone. me about that today. He said, <laughs> he said that it. When he was getting ready to get it beaten from his father, he ran all the way to Temple Hospital to tell his mom because he went out the window because he did not want to get that beaten. And what took too long for him to get the rotary phone to call? So he said, I'm just going to run. Yeah, see, that's crazy. Because he had to just, uh, he said, remember when they had locks on the phones? Yeah, that's what That's what they had done. Took the lock off the phone. Oh, man. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, they had they had locks on the phone with the rotary phone because if you have a lock on it, you could not use it. Exactly, you couldn't use a rotary phone if you can't turn that dial. Exactly, so you put a lock on it. Tom, also, what if you had an emergency? You couldn't even dial nine one one. You was dead. You died. Hey, how many kids did we lose because of locks? I know about the locks on the phone, but I <laughs> never experienced it. My parents <laughs> never had locks. Oh, that's crazy. We never dealt with locks. We Yo, never, that's, that's well, if know, if like, you was told not to use the phone, trust me, you didn't use the phone. They didn't have to lock it. <laughs> let's, all right, so you know what? You brought that up. So let's, let's get into that. Let's get into just the level of discipline that was there when you guys were young, even though you were in a big family compared to how it is now like do you believe that kids are even disciplined at all uh, no we were really disciplined even with that amount of children living in a household you did not make no waves you know with your parents okay because they checked you and when i say they checked you they will be waiting for you when you come in that door and you really don't want the first thing you want to do is run and hide because you're going to get it now, when you say you're going to get it, get what? A beating. Okay, no, no. She had well, see, cause it, ready. See, because beatings now are frowned upon. So, that's why I wanted you to well, clearly say that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, because now, making... right now, they talk this parent, uh, child abuse and all that kind of and stuff. And giving but, kids yeah. a number to call that's not, and all that's that That's not good. That's not all good. All that stuff was not no. going on back I then. I never looked at being abused. abused. Because and neither if did you I, did something that you weren't supposed to do and you get a beating, exactly. then that's letting you know that what you did was wrong. wrong. And you're not supposed to do it. And you and did we, not do it. The, so getting a right. beating was the equivalent of getting your hand burnt and, on the stove. Oh, no. Like, you, know how you, touch, you know how when kids touch the stove, a lot of times they learn because they learn it's hot. Right. Oh, oh. We're not saying you're putting the kids' hands Oh, yeah, yeah. No, we're not saying that. Oh, we're not saying oh, that. Oh, oh, Yeah, this ain't different stories. Oh, I was going to say. Hey, I ain't trying. Yeah, we ain't talking about Yeah, He's saying as an example, it's like touching a hot iron or touching a hot pot. Well, see, well, see, I don't, me personally, I don't approve of that because if I have an iron and my children are playing around that iron, I'm telling no, stop, because you're going to get burned. Right. I'm not going to let them yeah. get burned right. so they can learn. No, but with, no, no but, I'm going to prevent them from getting burned. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Okay, if you walk off, not, not saying not saying that you're doing this intentionally. What I'm saying, what, what Teron is saying is, if in fact, not even being a kid, if an adult, if you touch a hot pan, then you know it's hot and you won't touch it again. Right. That's, that's what we're correlating beating to. Like yeah, once you got yeah, beat, we, you knew I'm not going to do this again because these are because the these are yeah, these well, are see, the and those right. well see that's right. the that's the difference right. in children now and okay. back then. You, they only you, get you, have, to, you, you have to be afraid of the consequences. You stop and think about what you're exactly. doing because you know what the consequences exactly. is going to be if you do if you do the wrong thing. Right. A lot of children, to me, nowadays. They don't fear anything because they're not afraid of the consequences. Well, and that's to me, that's not good. But I think that's because they start changing the rules. 
they even in schools they was telling the children that they can come and tell the teachers something that their mother did and then their parents was in trouble for it. You know, all things begin to change. Mm -hmm. They begin to take, you know, like take the parents out of their homes and and made the people in the schools telling the parents what they could do and you know what, what they couldn't do. It's funny this it's should come up. I don't know. My daughter is sitting right here. I don't know if you remember. Think with me. You're in school. Do you remember one time you got beaten? Right? I don't oh, yeah. remember in, what in you school? did. No. Okay. Her father. Because those are her the father, Her father gave her a beating. I've seen too many kids get beaten in school. No, and I do it. No. No. She got a beating at home. And while he was beating her, she put her hand back there because he was hitting her on her behind. She put her hand back there. When she put her hand back there, well, her hand got hit with the belt. Well, her but hand got hurt. She went to school, <laughs> and she, she got in school, and she's telling the teacher she can't write because her hand hurts. Do you remember what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do. So she told the teacher she couldn't write because her hand hurts, so the teacher wanted to know, well, what happened? Why is your hand hurt? So they sent her to the nurse, and she said that she got a beating her father beat her. And she got her hand hurt. Then they called in the social worker? They came to the house and wanted to know what happened to Tamika's hand? Right. And why is her hand hurt so that she... And I told him that it was a punishment. And she and I told him exactly what happened. And she put her hand back there. And they said that that is a form of child abuse. Uh -huh. And I said, no. That's showing her that we love her. And what she did was a no-no. And it wasn't to the point where we really abused her. And they said, well, do you know that we can uh -huh. press charges? I said, well, if you press charges, uh -huh. then you might as well just take all three uh -huh. of my kids uh -huh. away from me. Because guess what? I punish all of them the same way. Mm -hmm. and take I, me too? Yeah, I'm uh -huh. sorry, Pooh, you were born too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Harvey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. that listens is all family. Yeah, okay. All good, yeah. Well, and 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 that and that and I told him, and when I explained to him what happened, and you know, and and that was it. I we never heard no more from him or nothing. So when Tamika came home that day from school, I asked her how was her hand. She told me it's all right. She's like, Mommy, can I go outside? I said, You have homework? She said, No. She changed her clothes and she went outside to play. Wait, did she actually have homework, though? She said she didn't have any. She said, if she said she didn't have any, she didn't have any. But she always did her homework and okay. stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, Plus, she, I mean, she just got beat. So you yeah, ain't trying to lie again? Yeah, so Dang. she was okay. But what I'm saying is, whatever was going on in school, evidently she didn't want to do it because her hand was hurting to do that. But that's but when, when she came home, she was fine. That's when the problems set in between the teachers and the parents. Because when they start uh, letting the parents come into the homes of the families and tell them what was right to do to their children yeah, and you what can. was wrong to do to their children, that's when all dialogue, dialogue just went. Yeah. You know, okay. because you, you just can, can't step in the home right. and, and know you what's going on. You cannot tell me how to raise my children. Nobody Hello. loves my children more than me. Hello. And nobody's going to protect them or do the Hello. best for them than me. But, now this is me just playing the devil's advocate. Is, yeah, and that's true for you guys. But unfortunately, there are a lot of parents right. who don't care right. for their children the way you do. Right. Now, I remember you and I have had this conversation a number of times, Mom. Yeah, is that we do. I know you believe that women, when they become mothers, they have this inept, you know, sense of, of sensibility and, and compassion. Well, yeah, that was true for you and you, Mika and Miss Ronnie. That was all for, true for you guys. But there are a lot of women out there that, even though they have children, still don't have that same compassion. Right. Who is still that, the same and that's selfish? That's because there's children having children. Well, but, but even, and, I, and I'm not disputing that. But what I'm saying is, for those who don't have that compassion, for whatever reason, may not be the same, may not be uh, disciplining their children right. in that fashion for that reason. Right. You know what, right. maybe they got an argument with the father of their child, or maybe they got laid off. And you know what, they come home and they're going to take their day out right. on the kid. And that's or they that may just neglect so the kid. They may go off, look, they, they come in at 6.30, they go on by 6.45. 
That's come back sad. home the next morning. Right. And that's yeah. true. You see what I'm saying? Everybody so, that has a child is not but a see, It's because of those situations. It's because of those situations is why a lot of times the state and the government has to step in. And that's why we get to a point where we got to watch what we're doing as far as how you discipline your kid. And if you come into school with bruises and, and welts on your body, well, yeah. then you're not just getting this. The kid ain't bad every single day. Yeah. Right. And Maybe somebody needs, needs to look at it. Yeah, somebody yeah. needs to look. Because right. if a child has that many bruises or kind yeah, you should you look think, into it. And then yes. also we think about, we're talking about 60s, 70s, and we talk about the 80s right. when the drugs were really exactly. hitting a lot of areas. Right. So exactly. now you're no longer just thinking clearly now. Exactly. Right. Now you're now under the influence of this narcotic exactly. that's making you respond a certain way right. and you're not being a responsible parent. Right. Exactly. Well, right. even, well, right. even right. when that counselor right. came to the house, or the, 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 I, they seen that it wasn't no abuse. Mm-hmm. They and right. and and I, and I appreciate the fact, yeah. right? I appreciate the fact that they even took time to investigate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but they seen that she wasn't being. Abused. <laughs> All right, quick question, Chris. How are you disciplined as a child? <laughs> oh, my dad smacked my my ass a few times. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, just uh, they did a lot of. Uh, if I did something wrong, they would have me at the table and ask me what I did wrong. And of course, for the first half hour, I would say that I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> then they'd <laughs> prove to me what I did wrong, and then finally, I'd agree to it about an hour and a half it's like later. Interrogation. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I was gonna say you, you can tell your father was in the military. Oh, yeah, some CSI. Cool <laughs> That's some law <laughs> order SVU type yeah. stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Good cop, bad cop. Yeah, and then I, I, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to let him win. Did you drink the last of the did you do it? He shined a light on like you know you messed up. Right? <laughs> no, 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 no. You said that you was coming home at six o'clock. <laughs> oh, I, I made it home on time. I, I learned that lesson. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot of that. And uh, oh, okay. Look, all right. Since we're gonna whisper about it, let's talk about it. All right. I have no. Teron, ask Harvey how did he get disciplined. <laughs> Which I was disciplined, mm-hmm. but no, I have never actually he's had never an official had, beating. No, he's never had a beat. I've never had like a belt across. So my how life. did you get disciplined? Uh, yeah. got you're not answering yeah. that question. Like what? Oh, I tell you, right? punishment? Because they would take my toys from me. I couldn't play the game. Uh, and, oh, and, was, and 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 when he could, was, and when he couldn't do things like that, then his sister Tamika would let me, mommy. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't mean to do it. He didn't mean to do it. Let him do this. Let him do that. She always, always, she had his back. No matter what he did or didn't do. My brother was the one that would tease me when I couldn't do stuff. Like, if I couldn't play the game, he'd come in here and be like, yo, you want to play the game? Oh, damn. Like, and I mean, but see, to be honest, like, that to me, in all honesty. That was even worse. I think, all honesty, yes. Like, dealing with his ridicule, but then also. she always had Like, not, not being able to do what I wanted was more. Well, I ain't gonna say it was worse than getting beaten, but I'm just gonna say <laughs> it was a very functional uh, way of punishment. punishment. Yeah, because because uh, they took away what you and want, and then honestly, right, and and that works. Yeah, yeah. and then honestly, it was always that fear though. Like I always had that fear of getting a beat, so I always knew like, all right, this is my level. I can go here, but if I hit cold red, I'm in trouble. <laughs> so I would always stay in the yellow. I might go orange. <laughs> I never went full red. Like, I never just, like... You never went full retard. Yeah, I never went full retard. No, because, like, I always knew that there was a possibility of me getting a beating. So I always tried to, for the most part... So so you avoided beatings based off a pure experience. Experience. And fear, yes. Mm -hmm. Because I've I've seen my siblings get beatings. All right, so like I said, I'm an only child for my mother, but I do have siblings for my father. And, um... I, I've definitely gotten a beat. Like, let me be clear. Yeah, I've definitely gotten a beat. Now, what was funny is my father had what we called the cowboy belt. So it was like a rawhide belt. So let, let's start by thinking of that to begin with. <laughs> it was leather. a thick leather rawhide belt that um, looked like a pork rind. It used to hang in my brother's house. And because my brother, I had two twin brothers that are older than me. And so he would have to discipline them a little bit more than discipline me, obviously. So what he, what he would do is he would hang the belt on the door and you would know that there's a problem if the belt was not there. 
<laughs> but this is what, what my brothers would tell me. Right. So, so it was like you come home, the bell's missing. Get, the bell's missing psychologically you already loose. knew it was a problem. Pass on the loose. Somebody's getting Somebody I mean it, and, and let me be clear, um, you know, in my family, especially on my father's side, he was the only male. So he did the disciplining for all my cousins. So if anybody was in trouble and there was like no you know, like their father wasn't around. He was the enforcer. <laughs> so he would discipline all my older cousins. And then the cowboy belt was notorious through my whole family. And you know what I'm thinking about? it? I'm, when I talk to my father, I'm asking, what happened to the cowboy belt? Because the last thing I heard was one of my brothers got rid of it. <laughs> like they, they just, you know, like they just went for it. They made it disappear. Yeah, yeah. They, y'all just made it disappear. No, we're living in fear. And that's the irony because that's not the only thing you can get whipped with. <laughs> <laughs> but then, you know, we was conditioned. But it, it has such a such a strong presence. Oh, it was yeah. like a dictatorship. It really stuff. was. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I mean, I remember literally putting, um, like, putting tissue, toilet tissue, trying to put tissue in my, uh, yeah, in my yeah, underwear. Yeah. yeah. So that if when I get hit, it was a little more cushion. Yeah, did it work? Yeah, no, of course not. Because it's not, is you know, a lot. Here's the thing, and this is the funny part about getting whippings. And for people, if y'all listening and y'all ain't never got a whooping, because if you under 30, you might not have ever gotten a whooping. But let me just tell you, whippings are a good thing and a bad thing. When you getting them, you hate it. Mm-hmm. And the funniest part is that your parents will say, this hurts me more than you. <laughs> Who came up with this? I don't know. But it's the truth. Well, let me just tell that's, you, as a, a child, statement. as a child, mentally trying to figure that out, <laughs> how, how is this hurting you more? And if it's hurting you so bad, why don't you stop? Because <laughs> it, it hurt us to have to hit you. That's a hurt Even feeling. to this day, that's a hurt I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm just What's the last thing in the world a parent wants to do is hurt their child. This is true. And hitting them is is yeah. hurting them. Yeah. So oh, that's too funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hurt hitting you hurts me. Mm-hmm. But I need you to understand the reason why I'm doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. But well, it did. That's a true statement. It did hurt. It hurt us more than it hurt. Uh, I don't know about more. But. Maybe not more. It hurt us There was a level of pain that we, but, we but, they, sure but the amount pain. is not necessarily like, right. that's negotiable. I'm going to be able to sit down later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or not. Oh, you were saying, oh, my wrist hurt. Right. My, my arms are a little sore right. for all that work. Right. <laughs> The parents gonna be thinking about look, it more, like, "Oh, why I had to Mika, do this." But Mika, Mika me. and Keith used to say, "They used to say when you beat them, they run around in circles." It's like, "Mommy gonna get tired." Mika tell Keith, "Play and cry. Just play and cry. Because if you cry, then she stop hitting you." Just her brain. She was the brains. Brains in the operation. She's the tell Keith. You gotta cry, please cry, so she stop hitting you. Alright, so Alright, so Alright, so it's uh it's 2016 and um you know you guys have experienced a lot. So let's 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 take this in a different way and let's get away from the the kids aspect. And let's just talk about just general life. You guys have experienced um, different le- levels of possible oppression over time mm-hmm. to seeing a black president. Mm-hmm. Um, how much have things changed from the past to now? And do you think that those changes are good changes? Well, some. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when I say some, it's because we were really excited to see that we could, we got a black president. But then when you look at the undercurrent, it's really a lot hasn't really changed. I never seen a president disrespected as much as Barack Obama in my life after seeing all the presidents. They called this man everything but a child of God. That's what I see. And to this day, now he's getting ready to leave the White House, but he was the most disrespected president that we ever had. Okay. So, as 
far as that goes, that means that a lot of things has changed. But for real, they, they haven't changed. Because him being disrespected like that, it has nothing to do with his intelligence or mm. his ability or whatever. You know, it's because that he's... Well, he's, well, he's half and half here because he's not even what, all black. What do you guys think about um, social media? And when I bring up social media, meaning that in the past, if someone had views, you might not know their views. You might work with this person and never know how they felt about gays, you know, black people, Indian people, Mexicans. You know, you could work side by side with someone for years and not necessarily ever know how they really felt. Whereas now with social media, people seem to voice their views a lot more um, to the world. What do you guys think of that? So I would say, like, for my nephew that's 14, like, he experienced, like, racism, like, on social media. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think it serves as a conduit for being able to understand racism and why it exists and mm-hmm. just understanding that people have different views, but being able to have a dialogue because the person that was making a racist comment, he actually reached out to the person and said, hey, why are you saying this? Yada, yada, yada. And he explained, because I'm a racist. That's why I'm saying it. Like, he didn't have a real... <laughs> he actually said it? Yeah. <laughs> and it, but so you could just so he knows that it's something that was passed down, right? Probably the way how he was taught, the way how he was raised. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really his views; he just adopted the views mm-hmm. of Word. previous mm-hmm. views, whoever it was. But Word. at least he knew why he was making those comments. So after that, it didn't bother him as much because Word. he was like, "Oh, he's just saying that because he's a racist." So next, just, just move mm-hmm. on. But I think if he didn't have a chance to ask him. Maybe he would still be thinking about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it would be a question that he would still have. Like, I don't know why he thinks that about me. Or why is he saying that comment about us? Or, you know, that sort of thing. So I definitely think it creates dialogue without a better understanding. And I just think being able to be open about whatever you are and just know that you could agree or disagree or be mm-hmm. indifferent. But people are entitled to their own views at the end of the day. So the funny part about that is when I think about both sides of that coin. So in the past, there might not have been a dialogue, but even though someone might have different views, there was still a level of respect. Mm -hmm. Now we have the dialogue. Do you think we're still reaching that same level of respect or are we just kind of going too far because we have the opportunity to have? Do you really think that there was a level of respect? though? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think let me give you I'm going to give you an example. If I if you lived probably in South Carolina in, you know, the sixties and seventies, your neighbor might not like you, but they're gonna still be your neighbor. Okay. You understand what I mean? There was still like a community atmosphere. Yeah, like you know, you knew that person might not you you like you knew where people stood. Okay. Whereas now, you know where people stand, but they're coming they're a lot more abrasive about it. Okay. It's kind of like the whole Trump theory. You know, Trump mm-hmm. is saying what he he's saying what he wants, which is why a lot of people like it. Right. You know, they like the fact that he's he's not a politician. He's able to come out and say what he feels and people are getting behind that because they're like, I would love to say how I really feel. Right. I agree. You you see what I'm saying? I agree that people because you know who he is. He's not <laughs> trying to hide anything or mask anything he right. ain't sent his representative he showed up right. and sometimes that's what you want from people you just really want to see who people really are and not this or oh, is he really going to do that well who right. is this the person you get in the, you get in the office and now all of a sudden you're different like right. so people that are going to vote for trump know exactly <clears> what they're going to get when he gets in the office right. you see what so it's like it's no secret and you know i feel like as a whole, people might not like that. They, you know, some of his views are racist. He makes mm-hmm. negative comments about women. But at the end of the day, you know how he feel. He ain't up there saying, hey, I like women in behind the back. You saying right, something else right. like the uh, attorney general's that, office. It's like the them, honesty. All is, of them that's that, supposed to be looking out for everybody's rights and civil rights and all of that. And, and they all the time, passing all the emails back and forth. Right. So, you I, know. I feel like his honesty is like a breath of fresh right, air to some exactly. people. Um, you know, and I'm well, I'm not going to get into my political views about anyone right now. But the point I'm making is that 
I find I find that because of social media, it opened the door to a to like a um, more culpable climate where you can be forthright and just say what you want, and not everyone is going to take. I shouldn't say offense to it because people do clearly take offense, but maybe not. It maybe it's a little bit more accepted than maybe it would have been in the past. Yeah. It's like if someone flat out disrespected you in the past, like it was a big deal, and people got disrespected all the time. But it wasn't as maybe as rampant. You know, now it's like people were kind of jumping on the bandwagon of disrespect. Okay. You know, if someone, you, you, you might have someone on a Facebook page say one thing and then you read the comments, you have 700 people saying all kinds of crazy, reckless things. Yeah. So that, that's, a, that's a, a big difference to me compared to the way it was. Like, yes, it wasn't good. But at least you might not have known how bad it was. Whereas now it's like, wow, Tim, I thought you was cool. I can but see, I, I, I understand that. And I, and I do. I agree to a certain point. And I'm not trying to get too deep, but I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up really quick. I, I watched this documentary about the 60s. And it talks about basically that point. You look at the political era. You look at the musical era. You look at the racial tension in the 60s. And how when they tried to integrate you know, the two races... The, the pushback that a lot of the nation, like a lot of the uh, the country gave. Mm-hmm. And it, it was funny because Mississippi obviously was known for their racism, but it wasn't until they went to Detroit, you saw like real hardcore racism. Like they were like, no, nah, we're not having this. And this is this is supposed to be the North. I mean, the, the, uh, you know, right. the North exactly. where it's supposed to be a lot more liberal. So in the 60s at that time, like, you know, if a white person had an issue with a black person, they had no problem calling them the N-word. And you know what? F you too, and you keep it moving. You right. know, the 70s come, everybody's, you know, peace and love, disco, great. The 80s is rough, you got the crack, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then everything becomes so concealed. You know, everything's in a vacuum. Now, now you got HR involved. So I can't call this man a negative woman, a negative word. I can't call this gay person the F word. I can't call a woman a B because now HR is going to be responsible. So now all these, all these underlying feelings that you have are all kept quiet now. You look at how the 90s and even the 2000s come, and then now you look at Trump, and now he's like the resurgence of that. Right. Now I can call you, if you're gay, I can call you the F word. Or if you're a Mexican, I can call you. Now I can say everything I want to say, and that's kind of what the internet kind of brought to the world. If I'm a racist and I don't like white people, I can now say I don't like white people. Right. Now I can hide it with you know being anonymous, or I can hide it with a certain profile. But it's just interesting to see that we look at Donald Trump and he, him being accredited for being so candid and being so honest, saying the things that he wants to say, even if it's outlandish. Is that really like progression? You know what I'm saying? It's not. It's just we're going back to kind of like where the 60s was, where we're still divided. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like it's not about us being the same. We're not supposed to be the same. But it's supposed to be equal. 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 We're supposed to be equal. That's the, that's the, I can that's sit the here thing. with Chris, who's a white man. With a that black is, person, and we can sit here and have a great dialogue and laugh and joke, joke and have no issues. He's still going to be white. I'm still going to be black. But I'm not asking for him to be yeah. black. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I don't think you're asking right. for that. And he's not asking me to be white. Like, we're not asking each other to change. Mm-hmm. Only thing we're asking is you to treat each other fairly. One another mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and I'm not trying to get on a political rant against Trump. All that I'm saying is this, this bravery that we're giving, not bravery, but this, this big up that we're giving him for being honest. And I believe that it's really interesting because we're giving him credit for being honest for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. We're giving you credit to be honest for being a bigot. For, for being really? a jerk. Right. All right, so I don't want to get too uh, bogged down on that. My bad. I, I no, 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 you're fine. Um, one thing I do want to touch on because, you know, we have mothers. Um, let's talk about just how women are perceived now compared to in the past. Oh, because ladies. I I personally have a major issue with the way women are perceived currently. Um, and I, and I, in my personal opinion, I feel like women are the gatekeepers to the world. It's just that maybe you guys aren't aware of that. <laughs> um, so my, my thought process when I ask this question, you know, whether it's how women dress how women, um, the perception that women give, uh, you know, how just women carry themselves currently, what is your take on that? Because I feel like women, whereas before, 
when women were held to a certain standard. Right. They were more mm-hmm. modest. Exactly. Right. And, and I, men I had like more respect them, for, them. for them. Right. Right. But the thing is, the way I see it, you have to respect yourself. Exactly. To get respect. If you go out there and you want to take your clothes off or you have this hanging out and that hanging out, and then when someone say the wrong thing to, to you, you, then you, you don't right have to... no reason to for a comeback because you are exploiting your own self. Or if they call you out your name and you act like it's funny, that's not funny. That's not funny. That's not funny. Your name, my name is Rosalind. I want to be called Rosalind. Now, if you have a pet name for me, Lones is not no, you know, outlandish thing. Rainbow. Okay. Then, uh, you know, I can. <laughs> what you say? Redbone. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Blondie? <laughs> I mean, I definitely think social media is playing, a, is playing a lot into, yes. like, the yes. women are exploiting themselves on social media. Yes, they are. They and do. On, um, and it's terrible. Yes, dating are. websites like Tango and. For some reason, they feel like less is better. And then people want to get more likes and they want to get more hits on their exactly. page. And they find that if it's they show more... Take the Kardashians, then for instance. Actually, can I ask a question? Um, like, there's a... I don't know if you guys are familiar or not, but there's a young lady, whatever you want to call her, celebrity. Her name is Amber Rose. Oh, yeah. She, was, um, she used to date Kanye. Right. She used to date Kanye. And um, she had this thing this past year called a slut walk. Right. And basically, it's about slut shaming, right. meaning like a woman should be able to wear whatever she wants mm-hmm. to wear and not be held accountable for being raped or being abused or being harassed. So kind of going to the point of what you guys were saying as far as the modesty is concerned, if someone chooses to dress a little more provocative, provocative does that really mean that she's a slut or does that mean that she's a whore or does it mean that she wants to just, you know, be... Okay, well, my question is, why does a woman why does a woman dress provocatively? Why, because she's why, trying to why? get attention. Yeah, I would say attention from men she's trying and to get women attention. because that that's the irony and of women. That's another thing. Oh, because they all go on all kinds of ways today. You know, <laughs> right. you know it's and women with women and men with men. And if you dress that way, then you get the kind that's of attention being, yeah. that you're that you're asking for. <laughs> if you don't yeah. want that kind of negative attention, then why would you then why dress would you, like exactly. that? Exactly. Well, their argument is well, and again, this is just me. From what I've read, right? Mm -hmm. Their point of view is, I should be able to wear whatever I want to wear and not be a victim of rape, which I understand. And I understand. Let's let's, let's leave the rape part out. Well, I mean, mean, I'm just saying that's one of the points that they made. Oh no, I totally understand it, but I mean, I think that you know, like the whole conversation of rape is kind of irrelevant for this point. I'm just saying that women women are dressing and women are just generally different. Even even I think about the women that are my friends currently who are all in their 30s are different than the women who are my friends who are in their 20s. Now, that could be just maturity, but it's also a reflection of the times. Mm-hmm. You know, the women that, that are my friends in their 30s are still, I'm not going to say wholesome, but... They have a level of respect to themselves that that other women in their twenties, I won't say don't have, but maybe aren't as aware of, just based off of how things are perceived. Um, you know, people used to bring up rap videos and stuff like that as examples. Um, women are now empowered to be their own boss, but the question is, boss of what? Because I find that women are they're their own boss, but the boss of themselves and they're kind of exploiting themselves and that's how they're making their money. Right. So it's like, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? And, 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 and how, you know, how do you guys feel being as though you've seen generations of women and how things have changed? Like what's your, what's your overall perception of, of where we are and what do you think we actually need? Like what is missing? Hmm. Look, sex sells. And I That's have clear. no idea. Even back in the day, it used to have your video stores and everybody was going to little video booths and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. seeing things like slots. that. And mm-hmm. now, I just think it's just the emergence of 
like social media and everything else, like this is how some people make a living. Mm-hmm. This is how they put themselves through college. You have, especially with, um, sure. you know, certain group of women, like a lot of women with kids with no fathers and on welfare and trying to make ends meet. You know what I mean? Do you, so, yeah. Do you think the lack of that of fathers? That's a good definitely. point. The lack of fathers mm-hmm. plays a large role. Yep. Because there's a lot of men today that's being women. And without that male figure... I don't know what I'm sorry. Like, I feel like I had to just leave that there. Like, I didn't know how to how to address that. There's a lot of men being women. What's funny is all the men looked at each other like, I don't know none of them men. I know, but we talking about you know any the men world women? as a whole. I thought I, we talking about the world I was thinking about, it was like a dual, like a dual concept. Like, no, right, I know. Caitlyn Jenner. That's, 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 that's like, 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 like a man being. Yeah, about the DL when HIV and all that stuff. The DL. That's how come all these diseases start coming out because everybody was hiding what was really going on, and it wasn't just men, but it's women with women, men with men. Nobody really knows uh, who I, is who I, I, today. I agree with that. <laughs> I'm telling you, nobody really knows what, who, who is who. Men being women that want to be men, that's bad women. Exactly. <laughs> no, men that be with men but still think they men at the end of the day. And they have and women. They probably yeah, have go- and they have families. A lot of them have families. Yeah, that's too much. I mean, that could be confusing. So do you, do you have a... Do you have... All right, so because men being with men is just gay men, like yeah, that's that's how I think that's how we're going to see that. Yeah, absolutely. But They're just gay it's men. More that's the than that. I'm look into it. But it's more than that because those than... men have wives and right. children, and they still are trying to act like they that they a straight man. Well, maybe but, maybe that's more of a of a social thing though, because maybe but, like they yeah they didn't feel comfortable saying I'm 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 gay right, but. So then, that's that's where the diseases is coming in at. Well, it's like if, if we as a society, if we going like okay, if we're going to shame them, no, for, but it's women doing the same thing. Well, they stand it, on the corner now, <laughs> women. They got signs. Wait, like, lost, like, no, 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 and you lost me there because let's be honest, the oldest job in the world is prostitution. So, no, I'm talking about m- women trying to be men on the corners today. Oh, okay. Now I that's what I'm talking so, about. So this gripe is really about gay people. That, that, uh, that's what Identity I said. Crisis. So, <laughs> so, so, how do you fix that when, when I mean, it's it's all out there for you now. It's nobody really hiding anything. Women are letting you know that they want to be with women. Men oh, are yeah. letting you know that they want to be with men. Yeah. Take um. The show that's on. What's that? The guy that is on um, Empire. Empire. Everybody knows he comes right out and he says he's gay. Now, this last episode, he has his his tongue all the way down this guy's throat. This, everybody is seeing this. It's nothing hidden anymore. Well, yeah, he's he's gay. He's gay gay in real life. But, okay, but but what, what is the... Okay, so I understand that point, but... And we're not gonna make this a religious conversation. So no. other than a religious view, what's wrong with that? Like t- like I explain really that side of your per- point if of view. That, if they I really don't they have the answer. Women want to be with women. See, because that's the irony of the of of our age differences so and the, and us growing up in the times that we grew up. Because for us, we're it's, pretty it's, exposed to gay men and women and whoever else, yeah, yeah. and Whatever you're pretty, yeah, 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 like, like, we're, 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 yeah, we're pretty <laughs> liberal. It's don't, flash, <laughs> it's don't flash me your, and your penis. I'm straight. Like we good. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, uh, we're not playing penis. Said, I don't know what the solution is. Well, I think I, I, I well, really well, don't. definitely more that you would not have saw that on TV a couple of years ago. And I mean, so, so, yes. times is definitely changing Absolutely. when you can get on well, the train yeah. and look at two men. And I think, but I think a lot of it's changing anyway because even now they put um, interracial couples on. Yeah. Years ago, you oh yeah, yeah, that was definitely frowned upon. Right. So you know, but that's the way the world is, and there's nothing wrong with it. So, and and that's that's kind of the point that point we're making. So, it's good and bad in that scenario altogether. So, you know, first let me address you because you kept saying solution. Solution means that there's a problem. And I think that you got to be careful in the way that you frame that because 
if I'm gay, I could take offense to that, to you saying solution, because that means I need to be fixed. So we have to be careful in the way that we like display that point of view is all I'm saying. We're now in a place where we respect others and whatever that entails. I understand that. But the problem with me is I'll be wondering what is making this happen where men, it's okay for <laughs> men to be with men and women to be with women. Well, you know what? I'm going to say this to you, Ronnie. I think it's been that way a long time. But, but it was just it was because Yes. Right. See, now it's all out in the open. It was back in San then, Francisco. Back then. Yeah, that's right. Very valid point. Thank you. Them all well, that's true. Yeah. 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 I read a many a magazine. Yeah, I read a many a magazine. Yeah, yeah. 17, 17, 19, 17. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> State yeah. that they had yeah, gay hospitals. They treated all the gay men that had HIV and they had, who had um, AIDS. Like, was it the mayor or the governor, Harvey Milk? Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, he was like the first yeah. probably yeah. gay politician right. or whatever. Right, and yeah. they they helped them, and that was the only place that they could go. So if you was living like in another city, and if you was gay, it was like you better get over here to San Francisco. <laughs> this yeah. is where everybody. That's yeah. where they all were, and that's yeah. and even now to this day. You know, a lot of them are still, you know, a lot of them are still there if they still alive. Well, a lot of them. So, you know what's funny? Because, all right, so we're, this is going to be the last question I ask you guys because we're running out of time. And, but I think this is going to spark some interesting conversation. So, mothers, if I was gay, if Harv was gay, how would you handle that? If we said, you know what? Well, I think it'd be different because you, you are, I. Our child. But tell us how. How would it be but different? I, how I don't how would know. you handle that? Like, how would you handle talking to your girlfriends about us? Like, what if I was just know. like, hey, you know, Chris is not just a friend. He's I my lover. No, but I, I, that's I, what, I, that's I, what we're here for. I really What's don't up, know. I'm being you know, honest. I really well, don't know. I'm only are we gay, we're actually interracial. We're okay. interracially gay. And that's, and that's, and that's okay. He's like, we're, 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 we're checking all the boxes. We're checking all the boxes. Then we're going to take the little See, Asian. I, I'm being honest. <laughs> I really don't know. Well, I that's know for me, for me, it wouldn't buy. I, th- I probably, at first, I would have to take a deep breath. You know, mm-hmm. but. No, that's fair. That's, that, yeah. But, yeah, because it's like, okay, well, I always thought my son would marry. You exactly. know, have right. children. Exactly. Yeah, but. Okay, and then after I look at the big picture, if he's happy, I'm happy. And if a man makes him happy, so be it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, being being with a man makes him happy. I don't, I don't, I really, I wouldn't have a problem with it. And guess what? (laughs) <laughs> I know Chris. I even say Chris. <laughs> whoever I would I would welcome I would welcome them with open arms. I don't because I'm really open minded when it comes. As long as my children are happy, whatever makes them happy makes me happy, and I can't say that enough. Really, and I'm the same way, and I, I think yeah, that I, I have. No I think the biggest problem comes in when. Uh, individuals feel like they have to hide it. Like right. being in a closet, and that makes is it like even worse. The worst thing. Yes, that leads yes. them to commit no. that, and it yes. leads them to. I don't want. Mm-hmm. I would want that. They don't. Yes. They're not socially accepted. Right. And I would want that. And actually, they act different when they don't come don't out. come out. They're more angry, more aggressive. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I mean? Because you're you know, supposed to be yourself, yeah. regardless right. of what it is. Be yourself because hiding it, it too. Right. Just like my daughter says, it makes you more angry and negative traits. Right. Be yourself. Be yourself. And explain it like you said to your girlfriends. Mm -hmm. Nobody has my girlfriends, my friends, wrote. Nobody has to accept it. It doesn't right. matter. And see, and they're not important. And see, that's the part. That's the fear that's, that that's, keeps people from coming out because mm-hmm. a lot of times they know they feel like their families won't accept it. They might have that view where they're anti this or anti. It's not morally right. Okay. It's not. 
being a Christian is what? not in the Bible. It's not supposed to happen. And so, therefore, mm-hmm. they have to basically live a lie right. and never feel like they can ever be themselves because of how some, like, and maybe, they'll, maybe they'll and be And that's shunned. the worst way and to And then live. you won't be able to have to a relationship me, with, do you think that that happened back in the days and we just don't know that? Absolutely. Oh, of yeah, course. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. I think yeah, it definitely. happens yeah. even in present yeah. time. Presently, yeah. Even though, yeah. even though, oh, like, I, I believe it happens yeah. in the present, but I'm talking about, people have always been, like, gay has always been around. It's never, it's never Yeah, I mean, if you go back and look at ancient drawings, like, it's men and men, you know, and but this is, but this is one of the benefits of the time that we're in now. Yeah. See, this is the best part be because yourself. we are now able to talk about it without the shame. Like we don't have to. Like you know, you can be gay and be proud of it, and everyone's still going to love you. Right. It makes you know. No ideally difference. speaking, like I mean, because listen, we all know somebody that's gay. We work with right. somebody that's gay, and yeah. right, they were open enough. Yeah. It doesn't right. matter. Yeah. You still treat them the same yes. way. This still yeah. my man Phil. Phil's awesome. I love right. Phil. You know, I'm not going to stay with And now house, with my job, I, I see work like they hiring more. I have so many gay like friends. On my job too. So yeah. you men that are out, more men, so they hire more men on my job is, that are out. thing is, like how yeah. would a mother yeah. feel, when how does a mother temple, feel if her so son or daughter friends. come and say, I mean, we had parties, I mean, parties. Sorry, sorry, it's just a one way, one way conversation. Uh, that's that's what your that's what your question is. Like how the parents would feel about the child, right? <laughs> My apologies. All right, uh, yeah. So, all right, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up right there because um, we're a little over an hour. Okay. But first, ladies, I appreciate you joining us for this podcast. I think I, I think we accomplished what we set out to do. Um, I think when you guys listen to it, you'll be pretty surprised at how this comes out. Um, it's okay. generally a lot better than when you're sitting here in the yeah. midst of the conversation. You okay. catch a lot of things that you might have missed. Yeah. Um, and you find that you might have a little bit more opinions about things than you did when we we're talking about it. So, um, so with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this podcast. Uh, you guys can say good night, so to speak. <laughs> Talk to the people. Say good night and happy Mother's Day to all you mothers. All you mothers. Thank you. I feel the same. And it's been really an awesome podcast with men and women. There you go. All right, and for uh, for for me, for your man T. Fitch, to your man Hoff, and Chris, happy Mother's Day. Yeah, and uh, thanks for joining us again for another podcast. Uh, feel free to hit us up at uh, two shots, and that's two with the number two shots podcast at gmail.com or go ahead and comment below and uh, let us know what you thought of this Mother's Day podcast. We'll be with you guys next week for a whole another podcast that's going to probably be. Uh, Total opposite of this one. Slightly it's ratchet. It's going to be rated yeah. R. Oh, it's going to be R. It's going to be X-rated. Yeah. I'm going to sit yeah. on that one, too. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you wait. You wait. But seriously, thanks for joining us, guys, and uh, we really appreciate it. Cheers to your mothers. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>